Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you are new to the show, our heartbeat here is Ephesians 5.14. The Apostle Paul says to the church in Ephesus, Awake, awake, O sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. He was saying that to believers, not unbelievers. So in the church, our hearts need to be awakened to the beauty of Jesus who he is, what he's done for us, the life of Christ, how we're in union with him, and this life that we are meant to live in the earth, to destroy the works of the enemy, to establish the kingdom of God. And so I've got amazing guests from around the world. Come on, friends, family, pastors, leaders, prophets, amazing people that are sharing their heart and what the Lord is saying to them in this time and in this hour, as well as I have teaching shows where I break down the word of God. And um, every Monday and Thursday, a new show is released through charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also download the Charisma Plus app and there's all my shows are on there over a hundred hours of content on there and growing. And then also Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere the podcasts are listened to, you could tap in. And for those who are always listening to Awaken Podcast, a sincere thank you for spreading the word, for um, just the comments, the uh, the emails, just telling me how much the shows have blessed your life and how you're sharing it with friends and family. Thank you so much. Love you guys. It's a blessing to be able to do a new show with you, several new shows every week. And so I want to dive in. I've got an incredible guest with me today. His name is Jeremy Riddle. Um, he just released a book called The Reset, Returning to the Heart of Worship and a Life of Undivided Devotion, which we're going to dive into today. But he is a pastor, a worship leader, a songwriter. He carries a deep passion for God's glory and his church. He really burns to see purity restored in the body of Christ and him and his wife they are currently on staff with Vineyard Anaheim as worship prayer and creativity pastors and they uh, to partner in rebirthing a regional and global worship and prayer movement focused on wholehearted devotion to the Lord they have five amazing children which they love so much which they consider to be their greatest ministry assignment and legacy and so awesome Jeremy thank you so much for joining me today oh such a joy I'm still so moved by that introduction. (laughs) What a a vision. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so happy about that, bro. Jesus awakened my heart, man, in 2008, and I've been in love ever since. And so... Wow! So you got to spread the wow. fire of his love, man. That that's definitely yes. what it's all about. And so on that yeah. on that note, right there, um, I always love to hear before we dive into the reset, and we have some hmm. deep things to talk about there. Stuff I really feel like the Lord is really breathing on in this time and hour. But how did you first encounter the Lord, man? How did, how did it begin with you? That's so good. Such a good question. Yeah, I um, uh, it started in the home for for me. Uh, my parents were. Um, amazing people still, um, the most inspirational people, honestly, um, for me, yeah. but they, um, they love the Lord. They were saved in the Jesus movement. Mm. And so, um, um, even though we attended a, an incredibly conservative church in, in so many ways, beautiful, faithful church, but it been incredibly conservative, mm. but even, even in that, the, the Holy spirit had done such a ministry, uh, such a work in their hearts that yeah. the, I felt like I was raised in almost a completely different environment. Um, and, um, and honestly, that's, I, I grew up, I honestly, f- most of my formation as a, as a worship leader really is watching my mom and my dad, my dad in particular in his devotional life. Um, he was just very wild and vocal before the <laughs> Lord and, and yeah. in, 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 in a hidden place, I, I never, ever questioned, you know, whether he was doing it for people or, or, or for his pure love for the Lord, you know, it, it was just so evident in everything that he did, he probably never led worship for maybe more than 30 people, honestly. But, 
his his life before God was something that just um, it's like that old that uh, John Wimber used to say that more is caught than taught. Mm. And his life with God is something that as 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 his son being raised in his household, it was like I just caught the heart of worship, not because his lecturing or yeah, he he did teach and all that stuff, but I really just caught his heart for, for God. It was like a transfer. So that was initially the place. And then, man, there's all these little different marking moments. Uh, when I was eight years old, I gave my life to the Lord. Mm. Uh, I remember when someone told me that I could be saved. It was like a holy terror. That's <laughs> <laughs> like filled my heart. And someone told me, I think it was my ran home to my parents and they just said, well, Hey, do, do you know that you can be saved? Like you can, you can give your life to the Lord. And I did that. That was a marking moment. My life, I was eight years old then, and then, and then later on, something happened in the realm of worship. When I was 12, 13 years old, God began to give me a heart for worship, and I picked up an acoustic guitar, and I just, I just met with Him, and I didn't even really know fully what was going on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later in my life that I, I saw He was marking me, and that's where that journey really, really began, and I had a heart and love for worship, and then young adult years, I got radically uh, just man, uh, the Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully in the midst of the youth that I was a part of, and mm. I remember getting wrecked with God. And just man, awesome. just chapter after chapter, and that leading into um, a moment of disillusionment, you know, and and I, my fire kind of dimmed, and there was lots of confusion, and I was just trying to figure out my life, and then other pursuits and ambitions began to like come in. But the Lord is just so faithful, and He brought me back to the heart. Whenever I've wandered or strayed, He's just um, I remember someone prophesied over my life, like early on, he's like, he's like there's a specific, a specific call in your life. And, um, and he's like, I don't mean to like say this to scare you, but, but it's, but it's a narrow, it's a narrow pathway, meaning yeah. you won't be able to like really move. You don't have, a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, as much liberty as you might think you know, oh, yeah. uh, in mm-hmm. this. And, uh, so anyway, I, I could go on and on, but that's a little bit of my story. <laughs> Just a few things there. I just love, it's just like the way I picture the kingdom of God and the love of God is just like a, a vast ocean. And the Lord's always kind of explained to me his grace and his love in this way. Like the deeper you go in the things of God and his love and encountering him, the harder, it, the harder it is to swim back to the shore. There's currents that are just wow. keep pulling you deeper and deeper. Wow. You know, you just can't. That's you just a beautiful can't. picture. And so, yeah, exactly. But when you've only dipped your toes wow. in, it's easy to run back to the sand and the shore. But once you've gone deep, man, <laughs> you can that, retreat. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could retreat, but that current just keeps you in the deep, and so it's a grace and the mercy yes, of God, the goodness of God. Yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's it's, so true. Uh, but I love also the example of your father, you know, as, as a dad myself. Yeah. That's extremely convicting, and that's something that I need to always keep before sure. me, is I got a five-year-old yeah. little girl that's smarter than she should yeah. be. And I've got a two-year-old <laughs> little boy that's that's looking up to daddy, like you know, what does daddy that's do? Right. What's daddy all about? You that's know, right. and so that's right. Our examples are so important in the atmosphere of our home and yeah. the presence of God in the home, not just in church. Wow. And so, wow, man, you're absolutely that. right, Michael. So Me good. Too. So wow. good. And so you, you start off your book, The Reset, um, then the subtitle is Returning to the Heart of Worship and a Life of Undivided Devotion. And so I believe this is very relevant and prophetic to this time, especially with where we're going in the church and the worship movement that is growing and expanding. Yeah. And one thing that you yeah. state in your book, I'm, I've, I've read your book and in the introduction, you say how this isn't a book that you were inspired to write. It's a book that you had to write. Tell, tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Sure. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I've actually wanted to write a book for about 10 years and 
I had all kinds of ideas. I knew it was going to be on worship, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, I didn't know exactly what. And, you know, originally I was like, oh, I'm going to write about, you know, this aspect of worship or this aspect or this aspect. And then uh, something happened at the beginning of the, of 2020 where <clears throat> um, I knew I had to write, but I didn't even really know what it was and and what came out wasn't really what I ever dreamed of or envisioned writing. It's, it's just like, um, as I, I have, I've felt, um, and again, you're talking about like probably a three to five year journey of, I've like a growing kind of ache in my heart for the area of worship and a growing understanding of, of, of kind of the ways that the enemy loves to sabotage and, and loves to corrupt and pollute. Mm. Uh, this very precious yeah. thing called worship that is really meant to unlock heaven on earth. And it's meant to unlock a whole new generation of worshipers that this, this key is, is a precious, precious key um, to any movement of God, to any. Um, so when we talk about the perversion of worship, we're not talking a small thing. We're, we're talking about something at the core um, of, of what, what is meant to, what is what is what what our lives are meant to be most shaped by yeah and um and, and even when we talk about the, the kingdom activity it flows as we behold jesus it, it's it's like that song majesty majesty worship is majesty unto jesus be all glory honor and praise um and um the kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own his mm-hmm. anthem raised but there's this connection between worship and 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 the, the flow of his power through his people that is that can be interrupted. If, if you can interrupt worship, if you can pervert worship, essentially, um, you, you affect every, every aspect of the Christian life. And so when it kind of came down to writing, I was just like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't the dream. It's to be honest, it's not even my main message. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I have any desire to become, um, the reset guy who just wants to hit people over the head or anything <laughs> like that. It was just a book that I had to, right to call out some things and really it, it, it's just an appeal for purity um and, and an appeal to abandon and forsake anything that is allowing impurity or has come to subtly or not so subtly um corrupt worship and so um it wasn't the dream but it was a necessity it was the thing that i'm like i can't write anything else but this right now so oh it was a prophetic unction of the lord you know he, he weighs yeah. on you and you can't yeah. you can't yeah. let go That's you can't right. do anything else until you release <laughs> no, it <laughs> that, that, that is that is the truth which is important really because is. we need more books like that we need the message of the lord going right. out we don't want to just write a book to write a book because we have a three book deal or whatever and just you know right. god yeah, god's absolutely. got times for everything and to release the messages put on the inside of us but i just love the um the uh prophetic purpose in this book because i believe it's it's very needed and you talk about you know the heart of worship and living an undivided mm-hmm. life and pure worship and mm-hmm. you use terms like this throughout your mm-hmm. book explain to us a little bit about like what you mean about uh, when you say pure worship or the heart of worship yeah I, I think pure worship for one worship in general it's it's anything that brings pleasure it's any thought any deed um, any response that brings pleasure to the heart of God, like our, our desire is to, to please him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, but what, what that kind of, what of that kind of means for us is that the only way that we know how to give to God, what God desires, how to please his heart is as we grow in an understanding of what he is actually looking for. And, um, I, again, I, I talk about that, you know, in, in the book, but I've just sat in that story of that, of that woman 
who was scorned was was uh, she she disturbed greatly disturbed the whole room even Jesus's disciples um, were greatly disturbed and troubled by her her, her act of devotion mm, that's right and uh, towards Jesus she broke the bottle that that utterly tweaked you know anyone <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of people as far as the, just the economic you know wasteful you know that's yeah. and uh, and and but it was just the great offense that her worship caused the whole room like nobody nobody besides jesus got what she did but he says she's done a rare thing she's done a beautiful thing to me and um and again there's just so many pictures in worship uh sorry in scripture that 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 i think would um there's so much revelation as to what god is looking for mm-hmm. in, in his in, in you know from his people and um and I think purity, purity at the end of the day, is something that is done ultimately purely from love. Like yeah. love, love is love is the driving force in it all. And and honestly, apart from that, apart from love, we obviously we know this. It's 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 so generic. It's it's become almost generic to us, almost like just noise that we know. Like apart from love, um, uh, it's just all noise. It's just every, everything's noise. If if love is not at the at, at the center, but I think one of the things I've been Oh, gosh, it's, it's it's really hard for me to to articulate mm-hmm. this yeah. really well, but 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 purity it it does it has a one singular focus. Not concerned with how to move the room. She wasn't. It, she was just like Jesus. I have to let mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. I I think there is something that happens. There, there's all these other forces that begin to define what worship is or what worship looks like to the point mm-hmm. where where it's even hard to know anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to, like, I had a friend of mine, Michael Koulianos, you know, an amazing guy, Lord's doing something so powerful through yes. him and his wife, Jess, in Orlando, Florida. But he just says, how do we know anymore? It's like, how do we know if, if we've worshipped? <laughs> and, um, uh, and he's like, well, he's like, the bar has moved so far as it's not the singing of songs. And, and I, and I, I just, I've, I've been musing on that and just like, Lord, we need revelation of what, what it actually means to worship. But I think at the end of the day, it's this driving force of like, I am willing to give all of me, no matter what this looks like, no matter mm. um, how this gets translated, uh, I am willing to break a bottle open before you. Yeah. And, and to be someone who worships, whether it disturbs the room, whether it, whether it completely loses everybody, but there is something of purity that has one singular focus that lets no other competing agendas come in. But it's just like, Jesus, we are here to move your heart. And, um, and we have all these agendas that have begun to creep in, that have crept in when it's really just about, hey, have we actually broke a bottle open tonight? Mm-hmm. Like, have, have we broken? What does it actually look like to sacrifice in such a way? Yeah. Um, um, and I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not articulating myself very well, but no, man. I'm, I I'll agree. let you pull out whatever you want from that. Amen. No, I agree 100%. For me, I love Mary of Bethany personally. Every time she is in the scriptures or found in the scriptures, three times she's found in the scripture, and each time she's found yes. at his feet. And it's, I think, yes. you know, when I'm at the end of the day, what matters. Our primary calling, because people are all upset, you know, we're, we we want purpose, we want to walk in our calling, which yeah. is amazing, which is beautiful, but at the end of the day, our primary calling is to know him and to count everything yeah. else rubbish, like the Apostle Paul said, for the excellency of the knowledge of him, having an intimate relationship. He said, this is the high call, this is the high call, Come to on. know him. 
to know him. And when we fall wow. in love with him, when we see him for who he is, when we experience his majesty, his presence, his holiness, his life, his love, then nothing else matters. And like you were saying, you know, we don't care about the opinions of man. We let go of our agendas. We don't want to impress people. We just are before the audience of one. And I just... Yeah. Um, it's just so glorious, man. It's just so glorious. Come and on, I know, bro. I know that's your Come heart on. and that is the thrust of this book. I know for myself personally, you know, in 2008, I, I got saved and radically from a life of drugs and, and, and wow. wanting nothing to do with God and perversion. And the Lord encountered yeah. me in a deep way. And I, I remember worship was really growing in 2008. There was tremendous worship yeah. movements that have, that have, yes. um, that, that rose up, you know, amazing spirit filled yes. songs, you know, IHOP and Bethel and and all these, you know, there's yes. just, you know, Hillsong is just growing and expanding. But in the midst of it, like you tackle in your book, you know, in the midst of that, you also see the 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 celebrity, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff going on and the focus on building a ministry, building a movement, you know, the obsession yeah. of followers yeah. and social media. And right. It becomes more business, yeah. business centered than really presence and, and huh. Jesus centered. Huh. And in your opinion, like, has the wheat grown up with the tares because... There was such a pure move of the spirit exploding in a beautiful yes. way. So much, you know, just talent and, and anointing and presence and life. And then kind of the impure kind of grew up with it. Um, totally. And I, I think that's honestly very, very common. And in fact, I think yeah. it was Paul. I can't remember the exact address for it, but he talks about like, there's always going to be something that distinguishes the genuine from, from the, from the less genuine, from the, the authentic, from the unauthentic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that, mm-hmm. that's just, that's the reality. And oftentimes when you try and root out, you know, one, you, you, you risk uprooting the other. It, it's kind of like any movement of God or any movement of, you know, spirit. It's like that you can have a genuine movement of God and you can also have a lot of flesh in the room. And that's yes. always been a controversy for people because they go like, well, that looks fleshly and that looks real. But, but it's, it's like when, when God moves, there, there's always that. You know, it always draws a crowd and it always draws a mixture of people and a mixture of places. And a lot of times we end up throwing out the baby with the bathwater, you know, um, uh, simply because we're unable to distinguish. Um, and uh, sometimes if you want to discipline one, you end up risking, you know, the other, that kind of a thing. Absolutely. And um, so, of course, of course. Um, and we all, I mean, it's like I wrote that book out of the conviction of my own soul. Not, not, not as like this high and mighty, you know, holier than thou preach. It was out of the conviction of my own soul where I've seen how much of that stuff that even that you talked about a little bit of celebrity stuff or, or my, my, you know, or just, you know, how my heart you know, is it grown overly connected or attached to what's happening on social media and, and, and a little bit caught up, you know, with, with, with numbers or different things. It's, it's like, and it wasn't until the Lord really just began to do a really purifying work in me. You know, the reset is not a work that I want to happen in somebody else. It's ultimately a work that happened in me. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and something that, that um, I just felt the Lord was inviting. It's like, Hey, invite people into that same journey. Yeah. Because there are people who carry that same burn. They care for the purity of it. But a lot of times what I've noticed in church is that we just kind of go along with the most popular model. And, and, we, and we, we need to challenge things. Like, I'm not, not, not like in a religious or hypercritical way at all. But, but we need to come back to the heart. We have to stay connected to the heart of what it is 
that we're trying to do in worship. Because if we're just led blindly by church models or how the most popular people in worship are, are doing something, if mm-hmm. that becomes our plumb line, we are bound. That's just dangerous. We're yeah. bound to get off course. We have to come back repeatedly to scripture as, as you have so beautifully mm-hmm. pointed out. Like we have to come back to what are we trying to do here on the earth as of the church? Mm-hmm. What are we trying to do um, yeah. as, as, as worship leaders? What are we trying to birth in our people? Where does God want to take his people and how, how is what we're doing moving them towards that? And is it possible that, that, that we are, we are you know, in, in a sense doing the exact opposite in so many ways of what we're trying to do and and some of it's mm. just challenging and questioning methodology and stuff that's just crept in. It's not necessarily because anyone has a bad heart or a bad motive, or it's just like that's not how that's not how compromise rarely takes place. No one signs up and goes like, "I want to be led astray." You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not it, 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 it's <laughs> not it's something that happens so subtly. And 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 the most the thing that makes it almost unrecognizable is, is when it's so pervasive as to become acceptable. Mm. And, and oftentimes we can create cultures where we, we deem something to be acceptable when scripture calls it out in no uncertain terms. It says, don't let this be amongst you. Mm-hmm. But, but because our cultures, it's so pervasive, we honestly don't see it the way that scripture sees it or the way that heaven sees that activity. And I do feel like we're in danger uh, beyond, uh, I, I feel like, yeah, and like in certain terms, there's certain practices that we've allowed to leach into the area of worship mm. that we need to abandon. And, yeah. and, um, and things, mm-hmm. we have to move away. We have to create distance because I know that when we all stand before the throne room of God, that we will see those things very clearly. They, they, will, they will be exposed very clearly to us as things that we should never have touched or partnered with in, in any way, shape, um, um, or form. And, um, but we've, we've created cultures that have given permission. Um, and, um, and honestly, I really wrote that book. It, it was less about, I mean, it was an appeal in so many ways to many of the people and many of the movements, whoever is running a current worship movement right now, it was definitely a, a, an appeal to, uh, to them. But it was also the biggest burn in my heart is I feel like we have a responsibility to, to deliver something that's clear and pure, like a foundation for a future generation of worshipers mm-hmm. and, and, and something that they can build on, like a firm foundation, a Jesus, um, like something that can actually advance worship, just like a generation before handed us. And it's not like everything they handed us was perfect, but one of the beautiful things that they did hand us is they fought that fight for freedom. They, they worship was, was nothing as wild and, and free and as beautiful. There was so much that was locked up in the area of worship just because religion had bound it. Like, and, 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 um, and they fought, there was a generation that fought for the freedom of worship. They fought for electric guitars. Mm-hmm. They fought yeah. for, yep. for, for, for like, um, they fought for, uh, even women in ministry. Uh, they, they fought for a lot of different things that we just, we have almost take for granted they they gave us a foundation to advance the kind of worship that God desires in the earth. And I feel like we have, we have that same responsibility. There's a weight on us as leaders is what, how are we handing, what are we handing off to a future generation? And I just want what we hand off to be so clear and so pure and so fire and so free, but not corrupted by any of these other things. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the model, 
when I look at the model of how to write a song or how to be a worship leader, what that even means, I go, oh, we, we, we are off the mark. We, we, are, we are off the mark. Like we, we, this is, this is, um, we are not releasing a Davidic culture. We're releasing an artist culture mm, and, wow. um, and, 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 wow. and something that is, that is, we're just off and I, and we're not going to see people who, whose hearts explode for the glory of God through these kinds of witnesses or these kinds of models. And, and it needs to be reset. And there's some things that need to be repented of and, and there needs to be returning to the things that we did at first. And so the original purity, which we, we moved in this at first, and there does need to be a breaking with, with the celebrity um, 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 thing. And, and again, if God pours favor on your life, he's, he's going to do that. People are going to be drawn to you and they're going to follow you and all those kinds of things. But there's a way that we can feed into that and that we can hunger for that. And then we can, you know, become attached to that and begin to grow that. And, and, and we don't even, even mind anymore if we become a play, like a center of attention. And I just go in his throne room. None of that can, can, can dwell. It is all for his glory. That's like right. it is all That's for right. him. And, and none of that, it, 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 it's like, I'm not going to be a celebrity alongside Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I mean, it, it's like, it's like, I will be with the angels. I will be with the multitudes, the millions of people crying out salvation belongs to, to our God. There's going to be one, one who sees it on, on the throne. And I just think as much of the culture of heaven, the worship of heaven that we get to bring to earth, um, Ah, that's just the thing that my heart is burning for. So I've just rambled a whole long time. But, no, there was no rambling uh, there, man. That was powerful. Thank you for that. It's beautiful. I believe that. So I believe that with all my heart. And I think as leaders, we really need to analyze ourselves because we're leading the, you know, we're leading the sheep, as as you were saying. You know, leaders, we need 100%. to we need to digest this because you know a lot of people mistake the anointing for God's pleasure and His presence. Wow. It's different. It's wow. different. Talent, that's anointing. Is different from right. God being pleased with everything that's taking place and his presence that is on something. But, you know, there's always scriptures that have grounded me, you know, where it says in James wow. that teachers will be under a stricter judgment. That's always it's kept true. me, kept me locked into a, <laughs> always analyzing myself like, Lord, I want to do this unto you and not unto man. And, you know, the wow. scriptures that talk about the judgment seat of Christ. And for me, that, you know, when it talks about, you know, our, our works being judged by fire, I don't see fire being anger or, you know, his wrath. No. I see the fire of God being his love, his passion. All yes. of our works will be yes. tested by love. Were they done unto him? Were they done out of yes. love? Or were they done, you know, because we wanted to be um, seen by man or because we wanted to build a platform for ourselves to make ourselves famous instead of Jesus famous? Wow. And so. Man, wow. these these scriptures have always rooted me, grounded me, and and caused me to really just bring everything before Him. And God will bring the increase. Yes. He will pour out favor. He will pour That's out. Right. He will pour out that, and He will elevate us because we're elevating Him in the process. And He trusts yes. us, and That's He true. sees that. And so, yeah. both, both quick elevation because of the anointing and gifting is also there's a there's a swift fall that could take place as well. Uh, we, very, very, very which true. Is, is scary. It's a little bit, you know. But God, He loves us, and He doesn't want you know us to step into any harm or danger. And God wants us to point His people. He also cares about His people and how they're being led. And so, absolutely. Man, how do you? I know people need to grab a hold of this book so they could dive in more because you got several chapters. You go into this in way more detail. Totally. But how would you encourage a worship leader, a musician? even just an everyday believer that just loves the Lord, how can they try to navigate this water a little bit? How could they try to swim against the stream? Because honestly, you know, just being involved in, in, 
in Christianity and, and publishing and preaching and in the in, yeah. in the thick of it in full time ministry, you see it everywhere. You know, it's there's a huge yeah. pull to make a name for yourself, to build a platform for yourself. Yeah. It's really hard with yeah. all these voices pulling you in different directions to just stay in that place yeah. of purity and simple devotion. Yeah. Well, how would you encourage uh, yeah. you know people that are? It's just man, they're trying to just walk with the Lord, but there's just uh, you know, they really want to serve Him and have undivided devotion, but it's it's difficult. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I've never known a moment. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, because when I was growing up, a lot of these temptations didn't even exist. They weren't even on the, on on, on anyone's radar, like how, how, how true it is. And I think that's the thing though, as I watch a generation that's coming up, I mean, my, my eldest is 19 years old. I got 19 years old all the way down to nine years old. And, and as I watch, particularly my 19 year old, my 17 year old and my uh, 15 year old, I, I see a level of discernment on them mm-hmm. and, and they are, uh, they, it's like they have a hyper, they're the most probably aware generation. They know more about what's going on in world affairs, world affairs than, than, than not only did I, I knew nothing in comparison to what they know. Now they're navigating some of the most incredible intensity, but I also see this, oh, this is going to be a generation that is like, is so hungry, so discerning of, 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 of the, of, of the real thing. And I, I really think I have great hope, actually, when I look at this generation. I, I see the enemy trying to attack hope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot, of, like, a lot of that stuff, but I see a sincerity of heart because they've been raised where the social media culture is so prevalent. Like They can see yeah. some of the genuineness of some. I mean, again, this is, obviously, I'm not saying all their judgments are flawless. I'm just <laughs> saying they can really spot. They know That's the good. game. Yeah. Like they know the game better yeah. than we do and they can see it on leaders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like embarrassingly so. <laughs> it's you know, it's like when a leader is caught up in themselves and caught up with their numbers or just are playing the social media game. It's like mm-hmm. they they practically invented it. Like they yeah. they they they're able to see it. They live with it. And um and and so I I think there's something of 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 great I think the Lord is going to do something that's going to really really surprise us in this generation. But as far as as far as like how how would I encourage I think, I think the thing is, is you have to know what is your Achilles heel? <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what, what is the thing in your life that, um, where there is not a full surrender? Mm-hmm. And when I, when I talk about a death, I, I, when I look at what the Lord has done in my life, and I look at what has safeguarded my heart from certain things, it, it all comes back to surrender. It all comes back to a death that He led me to die, that I might actually follow Him. Um, um, in, 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 in purity. And I, I know we don't necessarily talk about that a lot, but I see a whole lot of people trying to jump straight into the resurrection power of, of, of Jesus without going to the cross. Wow. And, and the thing is, is, you know, as Bonhoeffer said, he's, he's like, when Christ calls the man, he bids him first and foremost, come and die. Only when you die, when you die to yourself, when you die to your ambitions, when you, when you die to all those things, when you lay those things on the altar, when you follow Jesus and you take up your cross and you deny yourself, um, are, are, that, that is the moment when your life is primed mm. for the resurrection power. But, but, wow. but, but, but if you only die partially, if, if you only surrender the areas that are easy for you to surrender and not the areas that are harder, if you try and maintain control or if you try and uh, you know, you try and keep your hands on the wheel of your own life, all these little, little areas, um, the enemy will use those. Um, and whatever isn't surrendered to the Lord is something that he can manipulate. And, and, and I think, 
Um, it's only when we keep something in possession for ourselves that, that, that it can be honestly corrupted. And so the Lord had to take me on this long journey because surrender is the hardest thing I've ever, ever had to do. And, and, and laying my life down. And it was a real death. It wasn't like a hypothetical one little altar counter, you know, altar call encounter mm-hmm. kind of moment. It was a process that I walked out of what does it mean to be fully dead to myself? Um, because my dreams and my ambitions were the things that were leading and governing my life. And believe you me, I tried to spiritualize them. And I was as good as anybody else at doing that of, of like, Lord, <laughs> you know, this could really work out for you. <laughs> well, if I yeah. get famous, <laughs> and then you, 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 you'll benefit, you know? And I just think about all the ways that, that at the end of the day, Lord's like, I'm not interested in that. It's like, will you give me your whole life? Will you, will you, will you actually be led to a place where you will give me your whole life? Will you lay down all your dreams and all your ambitions? And will you follow me wherever I take you and whatever I choose to do with you? And oh my gosh, that scared me so badly. And I resisted it and I fought it. And the Lord brought me to that place where, where I just, I finally just literally gave up. I said, okay. And I laid down my band at the time. I laid down all my dreams. I I laid down everything. I laid down my songs. I laid down it, it all. And I stayed in that place. It felt like a, a, like a real death for, for a while, but mm-hmm. the peace that began to come. Yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, I, I, something of life, new life, began to spring up. And it was a life that I've never known. And man, once that thing took root, it, it was like a... I was like, oh, I never want to go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like the life yeah. you were living mm-hmm. was, was actually death. And this is actually what it means to be fully alive. When, when your whole being is fully for the glory of God, and it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like what's that song? It's, it's, it's a growing anthem for this generation, but it's all is for your glory. All is for your name. And I love it as this bridge. It just put me anywhere. Just put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. Like it, it's like you can actually get to this place where like I could be a nobody for the rest of my life. You can bury me in, in wherever, you know, you can put me in, in a place where I can never be seen. Just if I get to see you, if I get to have you, if I get to lay hold of you, if I get to please you, then, then what, what, nothing of this, uh, all this other stuff matters. And I, and I felt like it was only in, in that, in that real death, which I've had to do, I've had to surrender my life completely multiple times. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a one time <laughs> journey. And even, even to this day, I have to like routinely just, oh, that thing is too alive in me. That thing needs to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like I, I just, I'll just give you one practical illustration. Um, um, I've literally, one of these days, maybe I'll learn how to have a relationship with social media where I'm not affected by it. By, by numbers. But I just felt very clearly, I can't look at numbers until I'm dead to numbers. Mm, like, yeah. like uh, until I don't rise or fall, like I don't get elated when they rise and I don't, I don't get crushed you know, when they're falling. I actually have to be, if I want to be faithful to the Lord, I have to be dead to numbers. Like this, this can't mean anything to me. <laughs> because it has nothing to do with eternal reward. I will not rise or fall based upon my Instagram following before the Lord. I will only yeah. rise and fall oh, yeah. according to faithfulness and obedience to, to, to the Lord. <laughs> and I just, I'd be like, Lord, make me dead to the things that I'm meant to be dead to and alive only the things I'm supposed to be alive to. Yeah. And I just think, man, if you open up your life to, and I'm just speaking to this generation, if you open up your life to the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me 
<laughs> reveal to me, like do heart surgery on me. Show me the areas where there is compromise. Show me the areas where, 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 where something is alive in me that is not meant to be alive in me. Show me the areas where I'm way more affected by something that, that, than I should be. Show me what this journey looks like. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will lead you in that. And I have great trust. Um, I have a growing trust. Let me just put it this way in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, yes. because when you open your life to him, he, he will, he will take you on a journey and what some people need to die to. You may not, not you may not need to die. True. to. Yeah. Don't create your own prescription for mm. your spiritual health. Wow, the Holy good. Spirit will give you that prescription. Oh, he'll let you know. And sometimes I think <laughs> he, he will let you know. <laughs> he, he will put his finger on it. Yeah. it. You know, if you pray that with sincerity of heart and faith, you say, show me what, what, what is alive in me. Show me aspects of myself that I'm, I'm caught up in something. Sh- show, me, show me the areas of my life that are off. He, he is faithful to do that. And I really think, again, I've said a lot on this, but but, but I, but I think show it's, it's like when he, he will reveal to you the areas in your life where you haven't fully denied yourself, like that like you have not allowed, you know, a part of your flesh to be crucified, um, so that his resurrection power and life can flow through it. Mm-hmm. And again, I think we get confused about that death because, you know, uh, for lots of different reasons, but the, but the truth is, is that Jesus only wants you, uh, in sense to follow him to the cross because because it, it's only then he, he only wants to kill the thing that will ultimately kill you, will sabotage your life, will keep you from the full destiny. Yes, like yes. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And those works are all the things that he's after in first and foremost in your life. The ways that the enemy can sabotage and corrupt and pollute you. And if you allow him, he will deal with those with, with, with uh, laser precision. <laughs> yes, he will. Yes, and, uh, he will. Come on. Man, and the Lord will never ask us for something. The Lord asks us for something temporal because he wants to give us something eternal. There I truly are. believe so that. I truly believe Come that, on, man. My in my life, time and time again. And the Lord, I, I, I relate to you. There's been many times where the Lord has confronted me because when I got saved and people who listen to this podcast often know my story if they go back in the, in the, in the, in the beginning episodes. But the Lord asked me some questions, you know, when I got saved, he showed me a crowd of people and he said that, you know, have first let me speak to few and then he'll have me speak to many. And it, it, it won wow. my heart. It made me realize that there's purpose. Wow. God wants to use my voice. He wants to, Use me as a preacher of his word and so totally. all this and then I loved it and then there was a couple times in my life where I encountered the Lord and he said son if wow. you never write a book if no one ever knows your name if you never have wow. a platform am I enough for you and that wow and that question just shook me to my very core and one time I was in Malaysia in a, in a mud hut with a pastor <laughs> that no one will ever know his name except heaven right. and he was just right. laying down his life for poor people you know people that no one will ever know wow. and the Lord said if I send you to a nation where no one will ever know your name to lay That's down right. your life for a people like this yes am yes. I enough for you and those wow. those questions have rocked me and it caused the selfish ambition and the pride and the ego yes. to break right off of me and for me to it yes. gave me an opportunity to say yes or no to the Lord Jesus say yes that's, you know that's right and to confront if I felt like no then then I get to go ask the Lord why how come I feel that way and yes. then the Lord takes wow. you to that deep place and then you I was able to Michael, yield so that good. and truly surrender that and so we we need so, this message so good. in this hour I, I wow. herald this message you do too but it's those who follow the Lord they understand this reality they understand they, they this reality do. and so and it's and it's i think just a little thing i just want to say it is yeah. it is a process like i did not get 
to where I where I where I've gotten like overnight. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is faithful. It is, is a journey. I love what you said. Of even when there's like he asks those questions mm-hmm. and there's something in our heart it's like, wow, I, I don't know that I could. I don't know that I would be okay. Yeah. yeah. And 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 then you get to journey that with him where and yes. always always what he'll do is he'll expose a lie. He'll, he'll, he'll expose it like a belief system. He'll expose like a false belief a lot of times um, in our hearts or a place where we're getting life. We're feeding on, on, a, on, a, on a, a corrupted source of life. And because mm. again, his purposes are always good. His purposes are always to bring us into the fullness of life. And so he goes after um, the, the, the imposters, yes. <laughs> the, the, the things that, that, that in our life, that ultimately, if we continue to feed on those, we'll, we'll, we'll again, taint the, the vibrancy of the yes. life that he wants mm-hmm. to have. And so it is always love, but I love the journey, and he's taken me on a journey. And so if you're on this place, who's ever listening, it, it just know that just keep surrendering, keep walking with him, keep saying, Lord, you give the grace, you give the grace. I may not even have this ability to even cut this thing off in, in my own strength and power, but you have the power. Like yeah. you, you, you know, it's, this is not something that is always, it's, it's not a work of our might. It's not a work of our power. It is a work of his spirit. And what he invites you to do, he also gives the grace to do it. And, um, so anyway, that's right. Just that's to say that. right. And Jeremy, can you, can you end us in prayer, man? I really just feel like I'd love to do that. just declare however you feel led, just pray for the people who are listening. I believe yeah. it's important. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Lord. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so worthy of worship that shakes the earth. You are so worthy of a company of people who have no other lovers devoted. They're not compromised. They're, they, they, they are a burning flame, and they are a clear burning flame that is alive mm-hmm. for the glory of one, you, one glorious God and Father and Lord and Savior and Spirit. Like they, they, are, they are alive to the fullest degree for His glory on the earth. You are worthy of that. You're worthy of a people of your own possession that will proclaim your excellencies to the ends of the earth. And Lord, I don't pray for just worship leaders or worshipers. Lord, I pray for, for your church. I pray for your body right now that you would begin to awaken worship. You would begin to awaken a depth of worship. Lord, that you would, as, as Michael like prayed, uh, quoted scripture at the beginning, that you would speak awake, O sleeper, to the church. Awake, um, and, and particularly in this area of worship. And God, we're asking that in our generation, we have yet to see, um, I have to see a full um, meeting of heaven and earth, and I've tasted it in small settings. But Lord, we are longing for the kind of worship that is surrounding heaven right now, the kind of worship service that is happening. We want to see that happen on earth. And so, Lord, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would do such a work in your church, that you would use this conversation, even though it's certainly not my finest hour as a communicator. But I pray that you would use this conversation to just awaken, awaken a heart for Jesus. Holy Spirit, awaken um, that, 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 ah, that song of Solomon, that, 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 that desire and that hunger and that deep, yes. pure love, love. And Lord, oh, that the world would hear it, that it would bear witness to the glory and the beauty of your majesty. Lord, we just commit all these things in your name and we pray.
and to you in your name. Amen. Name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I received that too. (laughs) Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me on the on the podcast today. Um, How could people get a copy of the reset and um, maybe some of your your worship on i on uh, on Spotify? How could people connect? Um, yeah, it's all, all the streaming platforms, I think, and, um, have the, have, have the music. And, uh, as far as the book is concerned, it's really just on Amazon. Cause, mm-hmm. um, um, we, that's, we just, we actually, I never even saw a copy of the book. We just pushed, <laughs> <laughs> we just sent the manuscript there and, and that's where it started. But I, I would say this for worship communities who, who want to do bulk orders, um, um, we, we, we can offer the book, um, we're offering it as close to cost as possible. Um, for us, for, for communities who want to order it, you know, in, in bulk, uh, 10 copies or more. And you can uh, email info at wholehearted.com awesome. um, and, and, and we'll handle bulk orders through there. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Jeremy, thank you so much, man, for pouring out and hey, for uh, coming coming with me today on the show. Awesome, man. Uh, thanks for having me. So oh, appreciate great. it. Great. For those who are listening right now, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get out to more people so they can be blessed and awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hello, everybody. Mike Lombardo here. Let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. Um, you definitely want to check that out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up an online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, full-time jobs, raising four small children. They stepped out in faith, and God is honoring it every step of the way. It's www.thehopefilledjourney.com. This is where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry and more you'll be able to find amazing clothes for spring handmade jewelry their goal is to inspire faith through through their product line as well as high quality in all they do and produce check it out it's the hopefilledjourney.com and also if you today if you go well you got a promo code awaken promo code awaken if you go to the website you can get 25 percent off of all full priced items and all orders over $60 will ship free. And so that's 25% off today, all full price items. And any orders, $60 or more, will ship free. And so make sure to go to the website that is www.thehopefilledjourney.com and make sure to use promo code AWAKEN.